What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. Round of the break for the Celtics. Goes around the world. Oh, the circus game in a Boston. Walker for three. Kemba Walker from downtown. Tatum drives down. Let's throw it down. Wow. Rebound. Gordon Hayward for two. Gordon Hayward with a corner crash. No block out. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Geno Time Podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Tom Westerholm of Mass Live. I'm joined by Nicole Yang of the Boston Globe. Full disclosure to everybody listening, Nicole and I recorded an episode yesterday afternoon, basically about Jalen Brown driving 15 hours to Atlanta and leading a peaceful protest in Atlanta. We recorded quite a bit about that. Then kind of a lot of things happened last night. Um, the Celtics released a statement and Marcus Smart and Vincent Poire and Ennis Cantor went to a protest in Boston. And we just felt that all that stuff was a little too important for us to just pass up and put the episode out there. So we wanted to touch on that. Nicole, kind of what are, what are your thoughts kind of, I guess, in summation of everything that went on last night? Yeah, I think this whole situation is a lot to process. Um, I wasn't surprised that Marcus was at the protests. I think that Marcus has been very active in voicing. I mean, he was wearing a young game changer, his foundation. He was wearing a young game changer sweatshirt that said, despite color or gender. Mm -hmm. And that's a line that he has been working on through his foundation before all of this sort of happened. So Marcus, I think, is very aware of the issues at hand. And he's has been in that sort of activist role, as has Jalen throughout his Celtics tenure. Um, I think it was really cool that he reached out to Vincent Poirier and then Poirier was like, sure, I'll, like I will be there. And I think that's sort of reflective of the message like right now is that like we all need to listen to others and we all need to reflect on our own experiences and we all need to sort of recognize what we can do ourselves to help this situation to understand and just reflect on our own privilege and how... Like, this keeps happening. Like, this yeah. isn't the first time that something like this has happened. And we need to understand and try and seek, like, why this is happening and what we can do to stop it from happening. And so it's, it was just cool to see members of the organization come together and the Celtics release their statement shortly after that. Yeah, I don't know. What were your thoughts? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty much on the same page. You know, I was, I was really glad to see a lot of people sort of getting into it um, as well. You know, obviously, like seeing Smart, um, you know, join the protest was really cool. I think that one thing that I've, I've liked to see, I think both Jalen and Marcus, their personalities hold a lot of weight, both with teammates and with people around the league. Like, they're influential people. Like, Jalen is a, a vice president of the Players Association, and I think a lot of people really respect – Marcus like who he is what he's been through I, I think people really respect those guys and it was cool to see them at the forefront of something that I think is really important to the nation and I think clearly is, is very important to them as well so 
you and I talked about this a little bit. I was glad to see the Celtics release a statement. I thought it was really important that they say something that, that shows that they support what their players are doing. Um, I, I was glad to see that. I, I did wish that you know, maybe the statement had a little bit more muscle behind it, as opposed to just kind of condemning racism, you know, maybe, maybe naming what's going on a little bit more. I think that's something that Jalen has sort of advocated for in terms of this is a, a, a real problem. The violence at the hands of law enforcement is a real problem in the black community. And, and I, I think it was, it, it was good to see, like, one of the things that I liked so much about what Jalen said was that he really kind of came out and said, the important stuff. And I, I think, you know, again, this is something that you and I talked about, but the Washington Wizards released a statement from their players that, that kind of just came out and said, here's the problem. You know, basically the, summing up the, the Wizards statement, it was like, we won't stand for the assassination of people of color at the hands of law enforcement. This needs to stop now. And I think that those types of statements are really powerful because they get directly to the point and they just, they just say what the person wants to say. And I think that those kind of uncomplicated to the point statements are important right now. Well, I think right now we see a lot of statements that are condemning systemic racism or that are condemning just structural inequality. And it's like, okay, yes, those are all very important issues. And that's what led to a police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck and killing him. But that doesn't take away from the fact that a police officer knelt on George Floyd's neck and killed him. So, yes, we have structural inequality and systemic racism. That is a major issue. But there's also police brutality. That is another issue that is the result of this systemic racism. So you can't really call out the first one without also acknowledging the second one, in my opinion. I think that those two both need to be addressed. And the first one is a lot easier to be talked about because it's just sort of this nebulous thing. Most people can agree racism is bad. Whereas the second one, it's like, no, like this is a violent act. And this is a little bit harder to address because it's real. Like this is something that is happening over and over again. So it's, it's nice when you see people or corporations or brands sort of acknowledge the two of them because they really are in tandem, in my opinion. And I think that one of the things that made what the Wizards did powerful was that it was the organization gave the players the platform to speak in a way that I think is really important. Like by saying like, okay, you know, we're going to tweet out a statement and it, you know, I know it sounds silly to be referencing Twitter, but it, but it really is kind of, you know, the, the way that people get messages out like that by tweeting out, a statement from the players, we are saying that we support you, but we're not like coming out as an organization saying we support our players. We're saying we support the players so much that here's the stage. You guys say what you need to say. And I think that that's really important and powerful. And, and it's, I, again, I, I appreciate that the Celtics put out a statement, but I, I do kind of think that that's maybe where some statements, you know, around the league might have come across as a little bit corporate when it's the brand or when it's the team putting out a statement instead of what the Wizards did, which was, here's the microphone, broadcast what you think is important. Right, because at the end of the day, like the only people that understand Black America are Black people. And they're the ones that can convey their experience and their experience of being oppressed by white people. And for white people to just take the microphone and say their thoughts, it's like, okay, no, like it's your turn to listen and it's your turn to reflect and it's your turn to be critical of yourselves. 
I agree that letting your players just speak for themselves is a really powerful tool. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think after the break here, you know, we'll get into everything that that went on. And I hope that especially like for me as, you know, a white person, if, if I get stuff wrong, I hope that people will correct me. Like I say it later too, but just like, I want to emphasize it again. Like if I am getting stuff wrong, I I really do want, you know, my DMS are open. I would, I would truly encourage anybody who who feels like I'm like, because I, you know, I think I want to listen and I don't feel like my voice is that important right now. I feel like me amplifying what other people say is important right now. So I would just like to, to say that, like if people listen to this and they want to, direct it's message not me, even like touch. it's not even if we get stuff wrong it's like if you just want to engage in a conversation about this sure. i feel like a lot of this isn't a lot of this is really hard to talk about and a lot of this is going to be like a nuanced conversation and a lot of this it like this isn't going to be solved overnight this isn't going to be solved in a month like this protest is one step and we've seen this protest so many times and we've seen <sighs> these messages be amplified and be conveyed so many times and we've heard these same stories over and over again and nothing has changed and so it's going to take a lot for there to actually be change and i think we all saw that viral video of those two black men talking about the generations of oppression and how they've tried so many different things and nothing seems to be working. And so they turn to the 16 year old and it's like, find a way, find a better way. And that way is going to take so many people and take a lot of conversations and hard conversations. And so like, if people just want to talk about things, like, I think that's the thing. It's like, we all should be open to that. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get into our conversation about, Jalen Brown leading the protests and, you know, just a kind of a, a couple of other things as well. But we, again, I think we just really wanted to make sure that, you know, we, we talked about everything that's, that's happened and, you know, obviously um, commend everybody, you know, in the Celtics organization who's, who's taking um, part in these protests because we think that's really powerful and really important. So we're going to take a quick break for an ad. And then when we come back, we will talk about Jalen Brown. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Nicole, this is, I feel like this is going to be kind of a difficult podcast for us, but we want to try to like have a conversation about this because it is really important. So how do you, uh, how do you want to go about this? Well, so first, like right now, I just feel like any news, like even Friday when the Celtics announced that their practice facility was going to be open starting tomorrow, like it felt so weird to tweet that news. Like anything just seems like trivial now. And so, I mean, I guess we can just start by giving a shout out and sort of recapping what Jalen Brown has done. Jalen drove home, drove 15 hours from Boston to Atlanta to organize and lead a peaceful protest throughout his, he's from Georgia, throughout his home state, 
And he was joined by Malcolm Brogdon, Lil Yachty, his brother, and a very good turnout. And they walked through the streets of Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. And it was really powerful to see and really inspiring. And I feel like the past 72 hours or however long, we've just been sort of inundated with statements and tweets and people just sort of trying to show that they're being supportive and that they condemn racism. But it's like, that stuff, like we've heard this so many times and these generic statements about systemic racism fall flat after enough time. So it was really powerful to see Jalen literally drive 15 hours to do this. Like it wasn't like he did this in Boston. Like he wanted to do this where he was from, where he grew up, like a historically black proud city. And that was just really cool and really inspiring. And so just shout out to Jalen. Definitely. I think where I want to start with it is by sort of acknowledging like where I'm at with it. And that is I'm a white guy. And I feel like part of the reason that it's difficult for me to talk about this story is because I feel like that what I have to say doesn't matter that much. And I don't think it should. I think in general right now, white people just need to shut up and listen. Because I think that that is generally what people of color and specifically black people who have suffered at the hands of law enforcement over the years have sort of asked for. Like I saw somebody who was sort of giving like white people advice on etiquette at rallies and they were saying like, don't ever grab the megaphone. Like this is not your moment. This is a moment for the people who have been oppressed. And I, a white man, have not been oppressed by the police. Like I just haven't. Um, So I wanted to kind of put that out there first. If you're white like me, I think that the most important thing is that you listen to people of color and specifically to black people right now as they're, you know, organizing these protests. Like if you want to support, support, but listen. I think that's a really good point and a really good way of putting it. And I hope that the people that feel the need to issue these statements and post on their Instagram story or post on Twitter, how they feel about the situation or how they're supporting the situation. I hope that they recognize that they have more agency than just posting on social media and almost being performative, to be frank, and that they can donate, they can protest, they can listen, and they can educate themselves. I feel like sometimes people think like, oh, I issued this statement or, oh, like, I love Jalen or I, you know what I mean? Like, they just think that support is enough. And like, that's not the case. Like, you can do more. Definitely. It starts with what you just laid out, just listening and understanding the situation. Because like, that's like, so obviously, I'm not a black woman or man either. I am an Asian woman. And I remember growing up, when I was like nine or 10, my mom sat me down and was like, just so you know, like basically like introduced me to racism. Mm-hmm. And she was like, just so you know, there are going to be people that won't, that don't like you or that will think certain things about you before even meeting you, like before even getting to know you. I was like in fourth grade or like third grade and white people just don't have those frank conversations about race. Like they don't recognize how much privilege they really have. Like That was my experience as, quote, a model minority. So it's like not even close to the experience of a Black man. Add police brutality, add violence, add everything else that comes with being a Black man. And the only people that know that experience is Black men and women. So that's why we need to listen to them when they want to tell us something and when they want to voice 
how they've been oppressed. Like we need to pay attention and educate and do our best to react accordingly. White people just don't understand that like when you're a person of color, people form, there are people that will have assumptions formed about you with just seeing your name. They'll think certain things about you or they won't want to associate with you or they won't want to interact with you. And like, that's just a hurdle, like literally in society. And so it's like hard when they just like want to control everything. And like, I really appreciated Jalen's messages today being like, I chose to do a peaceful protest. Like you can't tell other people how they want to protest. It sort of made me uncomfortable. I don't know how you felt watching people like white reporters, white male reporters, just grab stuff from Jalen's protest and post the shit out of it because it's like, okay, are you doing this for the likes and clicks and retweets and faves and clout? Are you doing this because you want to spread awareness and you want to spread his message? Like that really did not sit well with me. Well, and it's so hard to tell too, because it's like, you can't know. I think everybody with everybody, you know, everything is sort of a mixture of everything. You know, I I think that most of the white reporters who were retweeting Jalen at least somewhat had the right intentions. Because one thing that you're told a lot, if you're like a white person trying to do the right thing is amplify messages, amplify the message of people. So like, to an extent, I'm sure that's what, you know, some people were thinking, like, let me amplify Jalen's message. Let me like, you know, help this get out there. But I mean, I think that there's some of the other too. I, I think that there is, you know, some of just like, you know, let me score some points here. And, and, and it's, it's funny too, because I, I would like to, to say that that was, you know, I, I tweeted like, you know, I got to say like, you know, that Jalen, what Jalen is doing in Atlanta tonight feels really powerful. And I thought for a long time before I sent that tweet because of that exact thing, like I didn't want it to come across like that, but not just that. I also knew that that tweet was going to get a ton of likes and a ton of retweets. And I didn't want that to be the reason that I was sending it out. And to this moment, I don't know how much that was the reason that I tweeted it. I hope that by me saying it on this podcast that Jalen Brown is definitely not listening to that it, you know, that, 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 it, that it's clear that I, I, I really did find what he did really inspiring to, to get on to like what he was doing. Like just, this is something that is so easy to score easy points on. If you, especially if you are like, like if you're like a powerful celebrity, like Jalen Brown at this point is a powerful celebrity. Like he is highly paid. He is an important member of one of the most important NBA teams. He holds a lot of weight. And what he did showed so much solidarity with people who have so much less power and so much less money than he did. To me, that's like real, just like really, really powerful. And that, that's like really caring about your community. That's really caring about just like people in general. And, and I, I just, I thought that was really, really impressive. And, and I hope that anything that I, you know, write or say about him, I hope it conveys that that is, is where I'm coming from with it. Like, I, I find that really inspiring. I mean, I think, I hope other people do too. It was really cool. It's a cliche, but he's like walking the walk. And not only that, but he is, the other reason that it would be really easy is because we know how dangerous it can be for protesters right now. And especially black protesters. He went to Atlanta. He drove to Atlanta. He put himself out there. And obviously I'm thrilled that the protest was peaceful, you know, for his sake, for everybody's sake who was in it. I'm glad that everyone was safe. Just eternal shout outs to Jalen Brown for really pushing to get everybody bailed out who was arrested during this peaceful protest. Like I thought everything he was saying last night about that was really cool too. He really, he put himself on the line. Um, and, And we know that from having seen how police were treating these protesters, they're shooting at journalists. If they're shooting at journalists, like you think that they wouldn't shoot at a six foot eight black man, they, they don't know that's Jalen Brown. So 
he deserves a lot of credit no matter what. But I, I just, I think the thing that impressed me the most was that he put himself in real danger to show solidarity with people who have been trodden on for centuries now. And I mean, he has experienced that. A hundred percent. Like he calls basketball his counter space because it allowed him to escape that. But before he became an NBA player, like he knows, he knows very well the experience of being, of just experiencing racism. The thing that has made me really uncomfortable, I've seen a lot of, you know, just like nationwide, I've seen a lot of people call explicitly for, I support this peaceful protest. Like that's not really support. Like, it's great if a protest is peaceful. That's awesome, because that means that nobody got arrested, nobody got hurt. No, that doesn't mean that that people still get arrested in peaceful protests. That's a really strong point. Um, I guess a peaceful protest is is good just because... There are advantages to peaceful protests, yes. 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 I guess that's more what I'm trying to say. But like Jalen said, like, you don't get to, and I especially, don't get to tell people how to protest. So there's been a lot of good tweets and there's been a lot of bad tweets, but one good Twitter, (laughs) Twitter summed up. There have been a lot of good tweets and a lot of bad tweets. To what you were just saying though, one good tweet that I liked was Charlie Kirk. This is not the good tweet tweeted. If you was about to be like, no, Nicole, (laughs) if you loot, riot and destroy, you lose all moral credibility in my eyes to protest injustice. Obviously that's one of the bad tweets. And then someone replied and said, so the Boston Tea Party was bad then, question mark? (laughs) And then somebody replied and said, the Boston Tea Party happened after years of protests fell on the deaf ears of the king and parliament. It was the only avenue left. And somebody screenshotted that whole exchange and then tweeted an image of, do you watch The Office? Yeah, yeah. Of like Jim Halpert being like, that like look that he does. Like, okay, that's where we're at now, guys. Like you tripped, fell directly <laughs> into the point and you still managed to miss it somehow. Like, So I guess the interesting, obviously this is not at the top of things that matter right now, but the Celtics are opening their facility on Monday. Do we think Jalen is driving back? Do we think he now has to quarantine for 14 days before he can go to the facility? I have no I have no idea what the answer is to that. Um, I, I did want to say that I had some person in my Twitter mentions saying like by doing this, Jalen proved that like this COVID thing really wasn't that big a deal and everything should be reopening because like look, he's going back to Atlanta. Look how many people he's around. And I just wanted to say like the other thing to remember is that Jalen has been the most outspoken about the risks of COVID. The fact that Jalen has been that outspoken actually makes this even more powerful. This matters more to him and i think that if you're smart you only respect that and it's Uh, like not that it's jalen's responsibility to be doing this not that like he owes anybody anything but it is awesome to see someone of his status and of his influence do this because unfortunately for a lot of people who don't understand it's like and this isn't just with racism just with like life in general like if you don't experience it sometimes it's difficult to fully grasp what somebody might be talking about but athletes and celebrities have a way of just captivating people you know what i mean and like getting people's attention so hopefully by jalen doing this he can at least educate or alert like however many people to these issues and hopefully like open their eyes and like 
encourage them to learn more and spread the message because you and me telling people doesn't, no matter how we convey the message, like it probably isn't going to resonate. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And and I think like, even though like most, you know, most fans don't know him, but like, it, it feels like, you know, you do because you watch him all the time. Jalen has never been somebody who has had a ton of sponsorships or a ton or who like, you know, who you see like endorsing things on Instagram all the time. You know, you don't see him getting like his own signature shoe. You don't see him like going out doing like a million events for Adidas or something like that. He's taking a risk here. He, he might not get those opportunities. Maybe he will. I hope he does. But if he wants them, but he might not. And I actually that seems a to be a story okay. on this that he says that he estimates he's turned down like millions of dollars. I think it was just one or two in endorsement deals because he doesn't want to do a deal that the company could then insert another athlete. How do you mean? He's not interested in doing any deals that a company, if he says no, a company could just easily replace him. Oh, interesting. He has been offered. um, I mean, he's a very popular basketball player. And like you said, on Celtics, like on one of the most big market teams. But yeah, so he... If Kyle Kuzma can get endorsement deals, (laughs) Jalen Brown could definitely get endorsement deals. But he's turned down at least a million dollars worth. I think I forget the exact amount in endorsement deals because he's not interested in doing a deal that like they could just be like oh no Joel Embiid can do it and it's the exact same message or Mm. somebody else can do it and everything will be fine no one will know like he only wants to do deals or spots or ads or things like that that are genuinely like more authentically like him which is that's really cool actually cool Yeah. yeah and I think like that's another important point it's like Last night or yes, yesterday evening was no anomaly. Like Jalen has yeah. been on this since he got into the league. It's just important to not just fire off whatever take you want to get off, but to just also, like you said, listen and like intake and like reflect. And like, it's okay to not have, I mean, you should know at the very least that like racism is bad. And then there are of yes. course nuances of that, but it's okay to be like, just sort of like overwhelmed right now. You know what I mean? Like this is something that should be talked about and like you should want to learn more and like understand more if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it does. And I mean, I think that that's, that actually illustrates one of the problems with it is that like not everybody is starting from the same baseline. Not everybody is starting from the racism is bad and racism still exists baseline. But I, I, think, that's, I think that's all really well said. And the, the one other thing that I would say to other white people like myself is that there are going to be, it, this, is on, this is going to be uncomfortable and you have to just be like, like, I'm sorry, it just is. Like sometimes it's just going to be uncomfortable. And like, if the worst thing that happens to you is that you're a little uncomfortable, like you're, you're going to be okay. Imagine like that's how people of color feel like most of their entire life. Yes, exactly. Driving down the street and like seeing a police car, they feel uncomfortable. Like any interaction with police, they feel uncomfortable. That is not the case for other people. Like No, for sure. For sure. And I mean, I, I think it kind of goes back to the listening thing where it's like, look, sometimes you're going to be wrong and that's going to be really uncomfortable. And I would, I would say too. And that's okay. And it's okay as long as, as long as you listen. And like, I would say too, like if you're white, you should want to listen, but, and you should accept the fact that sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable and, and, and that's just what it is. Like, just deal with it. Be uncomfortable, learn something. I mean, I, I would just, you know, say, Shout out to Jalen. Like everything that he was doing was really cool. And, and, you know, I hope that I hope that it's clear that by saying that we're not trying to score points here. You know, shout out to Jalen for doing yeah, that. No. That was really, really powerful. And rest in peace, rest in power to George Floyd.
Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month, you could save up to $1,200 a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for helping me pull this off. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals 30 days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers 10-20-20. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com.